Hello, believers. It's Dr. Shantae. I know you know that I could not let 2015 slide out of here without one final episode. This is episode 36 of Branding for Believers. We've been on the air for nine months and 36 episodes. And you guys have been with me, many of you, every step of the way. And I can't tell you how much I love you and appreciate you for that. So welcome to Branding for Believers. This is the last episode of 2015. And this is the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and influencers find the courage and the confidence and the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. I wanted to end the year by issuing a New Year's challenge. I just wanted to make sure that I left something in your spirit, left something for you to think about, left some questions for you guys to consider as we wrap up 2015, because this is a crazy time of year. Many of you just celebrated Christmas or Hanukkah or other holidays and with family and so much hustle and bustle, it can be very dizzying to think about the year ahead. And many of us, if we're being honest, are not prepared. Many of us are kind of caught off guard and we haven't really taken the time necessary to sit and really reflect on 2015 in preparation for 2016. So that is what this episode is all about today. I will say a couple of things before we get started. One, you can join me live in Chicago for the next pod class. The next pod class is going to be January 17th at Blue 1647. If you want to know more about that, you can go to my Instagram page and you can check out the link that's in the bio. Again, if you want to join me live in Chicago for the next pod class series, the next live recording of Branding for Believers, then you can do that in Chicago. And that will be happening on January the 17th. You can learn all about it on my Instagram page at Dr. Shante Says. Also, after this episode, Branding for Believers will be off the air until January 20th. But don't fear because I know that some of you need some time to catch up on episodes that you missed and I encourage you to do that. So after this episode, I will be off the air until January the 20th, but I will be back with a vengeance. Trust and believe there are so many amazing things happening in 2016 and I cannot wait to share them with you. I can't wait to share the content with you. This is going to be a phenomenal year for us. Trust and believe. And yes, I said us. That means me and you, your mama and your cousin too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm serious. But um, this is going to be a, a phenomenal year for us. I believe it. I know that that God has ordained tremendous blessings for all of us. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to leave you with this final episode so that you have some momentum going into the new year. So I want to take the time to issue a New Year's challenge. That's what this episode is all about, a New Year's challenge. And here's what the challenge is. This is the time of year where people start to declare and decree they're going to win this and they're going to lose that and they're going to, you know, lose weight and they're going to stop smoking and they're going to start exercising and people just start making all of these declarations. And most of the time by mid-February, people have already lost steam. They've already faltered. And I want to challenge you to stay away from that trap. I want you to stay away from that mindset Instead, what I want to challenge you to do is to become a student of your own life. Let me repeat that. 
As we go into 2016, I want to challenge you to be a student of your own life. And what that means is I want you to look at 2015 and I want you to study it. I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to study it. As a professor, I can tell you there is a world of difference between reading something and studying something. When you're reading something, you are reading it for kind of basic understanding But when you study something, you are doing it for a deeper level of learning and engagement because you actually want to master or you actually want to deeply comprehend what the text is trying to tell you. And so I want you to be a student in in your own life and look at the text of 2015. And as you're looking at the text of 2015, I want you to ask yourself some questions. So this is the part where you grab a pen and paper. If you haven't gotten one already, this is the part where you take notes because this is important. As you look at 2015, I want you to ask yourself, what went right in 2015? What were your wins? What were the things that went right for you? What were the days where you walked away feeling victorious and like, yes, this is it. I'm clicking on all cylinders. I'm walking in my purpose. I'm serving the people that I need to serve and all of the pieces have fallen into place. What were the things in 2015 that went right? By contrast, I also want you to look at the things in 2015 that went wrong. And as you look at the things in 2015 that went wrong, these were the things where you were out of alignment. These were the days where you gave up. These were the days where you just kind of cashed it in and said, forget it. And sometimes for some of us, it's more than days. Sometimes there were weeks where this happened or there were stretches where there were months where this happened. What went wrong in 2015? And I want you to examine the dynamics of the things that went right. And I want you to examine the dynamics of the things that went wrong. And what patterns do you start to notice? What patterns are emerging? Were there patterns of self-sabotage? Were there patterns where you were accountable to someone else and having that support system and accountability spurred you to have success. I want you to look at the things that went right and what are the things that went wrong and what are the patterns that you start to see emerging in the right column and the things that you see emerging in the wrong column. I also want you to ask yourself, what did you do too much of in 2015? For some of you, it's simple things like too much eating, too much drinking, too much time on social media, too much time watching Netflix and binging. Um, For some of you, it was too much negative self-talk, too much self-sabotage, too much procrastination. What did you do too much of in 2015 and what didn't you do enough of in 2015? So in 2015, what were some things that you really should have been doing that you didn't do enough of? And again, it may be simple things like exercise. I didn't drink enough water, but it also might be things like I didn't pray enough. I didn't meditate consistently. I didn't take time for myself enough. I did not put myself on the front burner. I didn't get enough sleep like I should have. And I was burning the midnight oil and getting three hours of sleep and surviving on coffee and and caffeine. What were the things that you didn't do enough of in 2015? I also want you to ask yourself, at what point in 2015, what were the moments where you were winging it? 
meaning you didn't really have a plan. You were just kind of going with the flow, doing what you thought was right, just kind of pulling something together to try to make something happen. Some people call this, you know, the hustle. You know, I was just on my grind. I was just on my hustle. What did that look like? What did that feel like versus what were the times where you really worked for it? So let's look at 2015 and looked at where were we kind of winging it and where were we really working for it? Meaning you had a plan, you set intention, you engaged the right people, you had clarity and you had a strategy for execution. That means you were working for it, that you put systems in place so that you could implement your plan. So in 2015, where did you wing it and where did you work for it? The next question, and this is a big one. This is a big question. At what point in 2015 did your faith get weak? I know I can tell you in 2015, there were moments where my faith got weak. There were moments where I was inspired and I went to God in prayer and then something happened and I was like, you know what? Forget this. See, this is why I don't pray about these types of things. This is, see, I knew it. It's like the minute that things didn't go the way that I thought they were going to go, the minute that things didn't go the way that it was scripted in a movie, all of a sudden I was ready to just say, forget this and threw in the towel. Yeah, I had those moments in 2015. As much as I talk about believing bigger, I'm not without fault. And so I want you to ask yourself, in what moments in 2015 did your faith get weak? When did you stop believing God and trust in his answer or trust in his provision? It's important to know when your faith got weak, because here's the thing. Anytime that you endeavor to do something that God has called you to do, anytime that you endeavor to do something that is in alignment with your calling, you can expect opposition. That just goes without saying, like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So as you propel yourself forward, you can expect that there's going to be some sort of opposition. And so that opposition may have come in the form of your health. It may have come in the form of your spouse. It may have come in the form of your job or a boss in your children. Where did opposition come from in 2015? And what happened that caused your faith to falter? Because if we're being honest, our lives are manifestations largely of what we believe and who we believe and the things that we're believing God for. And so in what moments did you start out trusting, having hope, having faith, and then your faith got weak and you started to not pray or you started to take matters into your own hands or it wasn't happening fast enough for you. And so you figured that you were going to try to manufacture something on your own. What moments in 2015 did your faith get weak? And I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but this is what I mean when I say I want you to become a student of your own life in 2015. Before you go out there making declarations, I declare and I decree and I'm going to do this and I'm leaving my haters in the dust and, you know, all of this stuff. Because I mean, already this week, I have seen it already on all over social media. I just want you to take a moment and look at 2015. I don't want you to close the the book on 2015 until you've really had some time to audit it, you know, to assess it and say, okay, hold up. Let me look at the balance sheet here and let me look at where the balance of my faith was strong. Let me look at where I was really working and thriving and where things were going right and where things were clicking for me. And let me also look at the things where 
there were some areas for improvement where I dropped the ball on some things. I also want you to be a student of your life because when you don't learn from your mistakes, you are doomed to repeat them. That is the truth. You just keep repeating patterns. How many of you have known people where they say, man, I just, I keep running into these types of friends, or I keep running into these types of men, or I keep running into these types of circumstances. Part of the reason why you keep running into these types of things is because you have not taken the time to study and examine and audit the patterns that are emerging and what it is that you are attracting into your life. I truly do believe that you attract what you project. And so sometimes we have to take a moment and stop and ask ourselves the hard questions. What am I projecting? I'm not talking about what I'm posting. Okay. I don't want to preach right here, but I'm not talking about what am I posting on Facebook or what am I posting on Instagram? Because baby, all of those are edited narrations. Those are edited versions of the story that you want to tell people. I'm talking about what are you projecting? In other words, what is in your spirit that you keep attracting people with a certain negative spirit or with a certain destructive spirit or with a certain fearful spirit or with a certain spirit of scarcity? What is it that you are projecting in your spirit? Not what you're posting on social media. And so when you don't take the time to look at those things, then you find yourself falling into these repetitive patterns and you don't understand fully why these things are happening to you. You need to take a pause. You need to take a beat. And you really need to look at the chapter of 2015 or 2014 and say, what am I copying and pasting into every new year? Even though I keep making these declarations, what habits do I keep copying and pasting? And where do I need to make some adjustments? Where do I need to stop some things or start some things so that I can have better success? I also want to ask you this. So now as as we turn the page to 2016, in 2016, what are you willing to release in order to gain what God has for you? I'm going to repeat that. In 2016, what are you willing to release in order to gain what God has for you? Some of us are holding on to things that are killing us. And when I say killing us, it might be physically, you know, it, but spiritually, we're holding on to things sometimes that are just killing our spirit. And sometimes that might be the things that we watch on television. Are you willing to give up some of your programs, things that just don't feed you, things that don't honor you, things that don't lift you up, things that are just kind of, you know, mindless chatter or mindless entertainment? What are you willing to release in 2016 in order to gain what God has for you? Because see, here's the thing about it. You have to be very mindful of the voices that you allow into your life. And those voices can come through radio. They can come through podcasting. So I'm one of those voices, right? They can come through friends. They can come through family. You have to be very mindful of the voices because once you hear something, you can't unhear it. Even though you might forget it on a conscious level, don't underestimate what your subconscious takes in and begins to process into your spirit. And so what are some of the voices that you've been listening to in 2015 that you might need to let go of in 2016 in order to hear God's voice? 
Because when you think about all of the voices that you've been listening to in 2015, and you've been listening to this coach, and you've been listening to that coach, and you've been watching this program, and you've been reading that book, all of those are voices. Ask yourself, where did you hear God's voice? So what are you willing to release in 2016 so that you can really hear from him? The the word of God says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So what is it that you need to stop listening to so that you can start to tune in a little bit more closely to what God has to say? What are you willing to release? Who are you willing to let go of? And I don't mean like, you know, harshly cut people off at the knees. You know, if, if there are friend, friends or family in your life, you know, that that you have good relationships with, that's great. But in terms of how you spread your time, in terms of the types of things that you invest in or the types of things that you're talking about, your level of conversation, are you willing to release some things? And then there might also be some actual physical sacrifices that have to be made. Are you willing to let go of your Starbucks? Are you willing to let go of your mani-pedi? Are you willing to let go of your hair appointments? Or are you willing to let go of your weekends at the bar? What I'm challenging you, what are you willing to release in order to gain what God has for you? Because sometimes we clutch onto these things because there are crutches and there are comfort and we, we feel like we have security in them, but there is no greater security than, than what God provides. That's just been my experience. And so sometimes you cannot receive what God has for you because your fist is, is clenchly is, is clenched so tightly around these things, these people, these destructive relationships or these destructive patterns of behavior. I want you to, as you're listening to this, take one or both of your fists and I want you to ball them tightly in front of you. I'm doing it as I speak to you. I want you to ball your fist tightly. And as you look at your fist, really look at them what can your hands receive with a clenched fist? What is it that you are holding on to? And I want you now to open up your fist. I want you to open up your hands. And do you see the difference? Do you see how much more room you have to receive? So I want to challenge you in 2016 to release some things. I'm not going to tell you what those things are. I'm not going to tell you who those people are or what those programs are, but don't give lip service to all the things that you're going to do in 2016 and all of the things that you're going to gain and all of the things that you're leaving behind when you're going into 2016 with your fist clenchedly tight around something that you need to let go of. So I want you to think about that. I want you to pray and meditate about that. What is it that you need to let go of so that you can receive what God really does have for you in 2016? I also want you to take the time to really write your vision for 2016. The word of God says that the people perish for lack of vision. I'm not talking about postings on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm not talking about tweets. I'm talking about a vision. I'm talking about get somewhere. And as my grandma say, and sit down and craft your vision, get somewhere and be quiet so that you can hear your inner voice so that you can hear God's voice. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, because see this one, this end of year challenge is one that you're going to need to put on repeat. You're going to have to put some, some pauses in it and go back. And what did she say? And what's the question that I'm supposed to be reflecting on? Because this, this podcast in my mind is really more of a lesson. It's, it's one that I really do want you to study because I don't want you to go into 2016 running and gunning and making the same mistakes that have manifest in years prior. So this is one that I really want you to 
take some time, sit down and write your vision. What is it that you really want in 2016? And it doesn't have to be some massive vision. It can be one or two things that you focus on steadily and heartily and say, this is what I'm going to devote my effort to. This is what I'm going to devote my attention to. And what is the outcome that you want to produce? What is the outcome that you want to manifest? It might be in terms of your audience growth. It might be in terms of revenue. It might be in terms of relationships that you've built or partnerships that you've established? What is the outcome that you want to have? All of that is part of your vision. And so you need to get somewhere and write it and put it somewhere so that you are reminded of it daily. I know that I've heard that in so many books and in other podcasts, and I really used to give it short shrift, but no, you need to be reminded, you know, in the Bible, there's a, in the old Testament, it says that, you know, you should teach your children, you know, what God's statues are and you should write them on the tablets of your heart and you should put them on the doorpost and talk about them when you go out and talk about them when you come in. In other words, what he's saying is you should have a set of of guidelines, of precepts that are a part of your daily life. And sometimes at, at this time of year, we sit down and we make vision boards and we have fun and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing that process and I'm not throwing shade to it in any way, shape or form. However, How does it become a part of your life daily and consistently? So it's not enough just to write it down, but you have to live it. You can't just write the vision. You have to live the vision. So get somewhere, sit down, write it out, but then think about how am I going to live this? What are the action steps that are necessary to make this a part of my daily life? And last but certainly not least, I want you to let go of negative energy as you go into 2016. In other words, there are some things that happened in 2015. Heck, there might've been some things that happened in 1992 and you still feel some kind of way about them. I want you to let go of the apology that you never got. I want you to let go of the favoritism or the nepotism that might be happening in your family or in the job, how one person is favored or gets away with this and how you never were able to get away with those things. I want you to let go of all of that. I want you to let it go because it serves no purpose but to deter you. The Bible says that we ought to lay aside every sin and every weight that does so easily beset us. So sometimes it's not even, you know, sin. It's not like we're out doing dirt, but sometimes we're just carrying some weight. We are carrying some extra weights that really do hold us back, that hinder us, that hinder our growth, that hinder our our progress. And so I want you to let it go. It's a, If it's an ex-boyfriend, a baby daddy, a, a girl that broke your heart 15 years ago, the child support check you didn't get, the raise you didn't get, the acknowledgement that let it go. Let it go. I will never forget something that Tanya Winfield said at the DYOB conference in 2015. She said, God will never take something from you that is supposed to be a part of your destiny. And when she said that, I just broke into tears because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say this and try not to cry. Oh gosh, I hear my voice cracking already. And I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm just going to have a a transparent moment. There are some things that I was desperately trying to hold on to in 2015. And 
it was hurting me. Like to hold on to it, it was hurtful. And when she said that, it just created such a feeling of peace and release that God is never going to remove anything from my life that is supposed to be a part of my destiny. And so if I quote unquote lose it, either God will restore it or I'm not supposed to have it. And just having that kind of trust and peace, I want you guys to have that same peace. Oh Lord, I made it 36 episodes and then broke out the waterworks on the last one. I know you guys still love me, but I want you guys to let that stuff go. Just let it go because it, for some of you, it is killing you. Some of you have bad relationships with your parents. Things that just happened years ago, resentment that happened years ago, you know, things that happened in our childhood. I know we like to act like we're big and brave and put on our big boy britches and our big girl panties and act like these things don't still affect us. But no, we have to just let it go and just let peace and God's love just reign in our hearts. So as I clean myself up and and get my tissues and dab my eyes, I want to leave you guys with this. This is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures in the Bible because it's such a blessing. And I want to pronounce this blessing over your lives as we go into 2016 and in 2015. And it is from the book of Numbers, chapter six, verses 24 and 26. And it says this, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And that is what I want for you in the coming year. I challenge you to become a student of your own life and to let go of the things that you are desperately holding on to so that you can receive what God really does have for you. Have a wonderful, happy, blessed, prosperous new year. I will see you guys again on January the 20th. I love you guys to the moon and back. Happy new year.